life is tough sometimes. All right? And, and here's the deal. That is a guarantee. But here's also a guarantee that we're not alone in it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Everyone, everyone has the amens when it's like life gets tough. Amen. Right? You're not alone in it. Quiet. Crickets. Come on. Let's try it again. Who here knows, though, when life is tough, you're not alone in it? Come on. Come on. So uh, I'm going to take a little seat here and, and sit next to my friends. And uh, real quick, I'd love for you guys to just introduce yourselves uh, to this awesome crowd out here. Uh, maybe maybe uh, your name and where you're from originally before you made your way to North Central. Let's start over here with you, my man. Okay. Uh, so my name's Sam Peterson. I'm from Lakeville, Lakeville, Minnesota. So 20 minutes south from the city, so not too far. My name is Alice Cato. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so, yeah, woo, definitely further away then. Um, my name's Alexis Garcia. I'm usually <laughs> go, go by Lexi. Um, and I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado. My name is Philip Graham, and I'm from Zion, Illinois. That's what I'm talking about. That's the. Where are you from, Philip? Zion, Illinois. Awesome, awesome. And, and one of the things that, that all of these individuals up here have in common is they have all competed as student athletes for North Central University. Sam as a basketball player, volleyball, basketball, track, uh, conference champion track, uh, women's basketball, uh, conference champion women's basketball, and, uh, and, and, and esports over here. And, and I would like to point out that the only athlete up here that has actually won money uh, in their sport is right here, okay? So, so, you know, no big deal. No big deal. Philip just uh, placed second at a big tournament here recently and got himself some, some prizes, so no big deal. Well, hey, we're going to start the conversation today, all right, because we're talking about resilience. And, and I, w- I want to kind of kick this over here, and maybe Alice will start with you a little bit. When you hear people talk about resilience as, as a graduate of North Central, now you're in grad school, what comes to mind right away as you hear that? Um, whenever I hear resilience, I just think about, like, perseverance in a way, um, just because, like, God has been absolutely amazing through everything, so I kind of think about God whenever it comes to resilience in my journey, but... Yeah. Sure, sure. And what's an in what's in instance or circumstance where you found, like, at, at whether it's undergrad or grad school, mm-hmm. what are some things that you're finding that, like, man, these are areas where, like, I've just seen God be so faithful in that, in that kind of, like, uh, uh, ability to, to help me persevere through whatever it is that I'm going through? Yeah. Um, I would say in my undergrad, my sophomore year, I almost ended up leaving North Central um, just because I was going through kind of a lot mentally and emotionally and also physically, um, not being at home, obviously 16 hours away, can't just drive home to my parents. Um, So just really leaning on God in that was definitely like my saving grace, just because if I didn't, like, I mean, I wouldn't have went back home, I wouldn't have had all of the opportunities that I have now. Um, So I would say just in that aspect. Sure, sure. Philip, I wanna wanna bounce over to you. When you hear the word resilience, and you're thinking about it, and as a freshman, new to, new to North Central this year, right? And, and you think about kind of the first, you know, 10 weeks of the semester. Um, where is it that you found that, like, man, I really have to dig in and be resilient here? I think probably the most in just, like, class schedule, getting everything kind of centered out and placing, uh, like, designating time for everything specific. I will say, though, that 
Um, having mandatory study hours means that I haven't missed any assignments. So I, <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's, um, but um, I think really just going from the transition, I actually grew up my whole life, I was homeschooled. So yeah. it's a very different schedule. Come on, yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a really different schedule, um, but I think that uh, North Central has a great uh, community that sets up everyone to succeed. So I, I've definitely, there's definitely been some stuff I've struggled with, but um, here and there in between kind of getting used to the schedule, mostly. Absolutely. And, and I, I think we all would agree on, on this stage, and probably out here, right, that every single one of us has had some sort of adversity strike at some point in our life, right? Whether it was you know, we look back on it and go, actually, it was pretty minor compared to what it could have been or, or whether it was something really major. Um, I want to kick this over to, to Lex because, Lex, you've had just an incredible testimony of how you've had to go through just personally some different things uh, to, to be sitting here today and doing what you're doing. Maybe could you kind of share a little bit of your story on, on where you're at? Yeah, so um, I've been playing basketball since I was four years old. Um, it's been... Kind of everything to me is directed, you know, how I've lived my life. Um, and uh, I've been playing competitive since I was in fourth grade. And that's when I knew that I wanted to play college basketball. And kind of that became a dream of mine. Um, I've been uh, going through, I've had two ACL injuries back to back. My first one, I was 16 um, in high school and um, battled back through that um, my senior year came and I hyperextended my knee my first game back. Um, so I was out pretty much my whole senior season. Um, you know, throughout the summer, I knew I was coming to North Central. I was, you know, doing all the right things, rehab. I had a personal trainer, um, just trying to get stronger. And I felt like I had set myself up perfectly to be able to come back and enjoy my last four years of basketball. And the day before our first game that my parents were flying in for, I tore my other ACL in my other knee. Um, so, you know, I sat out all freshman year last year. Um, and it's been a struggle, uh, that's for sure. I have, you know, my other teammates who also tore theirs. Um, we all tore it within six days of each other. So um, having them has really helped me get through this. but. Um, it's been quite the challenge, um, just mentally, physically, when you feel like that you're doing everything that you can do and you don't see your hard work paying off. So, Wow. Wow. There's, there's some power in that. And, and I think as I hear that even, I, I think about this, and, and I, don't, I don't know about um, everyone out here, but I think about the story of Daniel in Scripture. And I think about how Daniel was transplanted and put into Babylon in the midst of, of incredible persecution, right, being asked to do things that go against everything he wants, right, but continually is making the right decision throughout, right, um, it continually is standing up for something, right, um, at times probably sitting there feeling a little bit like what it's like I, I, to, to tear two ACLs, right, hey, Daniel, you're going into the lines, then you've been doing everything right, but now I need you to go sit in there with some lines, right, like, I think about some of those things, and, and I begin to kind of go in this room and, and ask the question, like, okay, so we see resilience, right? And Lex talk, touches on something really, really incredible in there when, she's, when she says, I feel like I was doing everything right. I feel like I was doing everything I could, and yet in the midst of that, still 
not maybe seeing the results that you would hope for, right? And, and how many of us can say that that's true sometimes? Come on, right? How many of us can say that sometimes, like, man, I feel like I'm doing everything I can to grow spiritually. I feel like I'm doing everything I can to get closer to Jesus. I feel like I'm doing everything I can to pass that class. I feel like I'm doing everything I can to raise the money to get to school, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're here and you're sitting in the room right now, right? And, and yet you find yourself going like, but it doesn't feel like I'm seeing the results I want. You know? Sam, when you think about that, you hear that, kind of what, what goes through your mind if, if, as, as, if you're a friend or you're going through it yourself, how do you, how do you battle that? How do you battle that, that, that constant struggle of like, man, I want to see the results, but I also got to lean on God for the faith that, that he will deliver things through in his timing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I would say when I think about resiliency and what you're talking about right now, what was important to me and what benefited me the most was probably community. Um, going through different things with family, different things with relationships that broke apart, um, and all those things. It's important what I spent my time in and who I was spending my time with. Um, like, he's not here. But my roommate, shout out to Devin Snellgrove. I think having just even one, two people in your life that can speak in you and that you can talk to freely, that's really, really important. Um, and then second, it would be where you're spending your time outside, even of North Central. So, like, even on the weekends, you know, you want to relax. You've had a ton of, you know, homework for athletes. You have practice every day. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to do anything. I'm sleeping Saturday, Sunday, 12 hours. Um, and I had that mentality. Um, but fighting through these resiliency struggles, it's important to do something else outside, like serving your church. Um, Go to coffee with some buddies, talk life, get in the word. I mean, all these things are really crucial. And I know time is limited and you have homework and all that stuff, but finding other ways to support yourself and support your friends is crucial to success. So Yeah, yeah. Philip, I want to bounce back over to you a little bit and, and maybe you could share with with um, those who don't know you as a freshman, Philip, new to North Central and Talk a little bit about your journey on just how you got to North Central. I mean, I think it's an incredible testimony of just, like, the way that God just kind of, like, in the midst of, of chaos was still able to get you here, right? When, maybe when you didn't see the results, maybe you didn't see things playing out, like, the way that you would think that they could if everything was perfect. Could, can you maybe speak to that a little bit? Sure. So um, before me and my sister were born, uh, my parents actually taught at a Bible college in Illinois. Um, and I guess I kind of always saw myself going there. Um, I, I think it was just like the most immediate answer. Um, it's, you know, not super far away from home. And I guess I also had thought about going to a community college in the area to get a secular degree so I could be maybe bivocational. Um, I guess just to clarify, I am, I would like to be a pastor. So, um, that's... How about the pastoral majors out there, huh? Um, but... And, and also, to give you guys a little more backstory, um, when I was seven, my dad passed away. So um, it's at that point from, that, from then on, it was just me, my mom, and my sister. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I would say, like, I could say we struggled to make ends meet, but honestly, I, I don't think I ever really saw that. Um, she never, she never uh, really acted like we, we didn't have money. She, you know, if, if we couldn't afford something, she'd say, you know, we can't do that. But it was, I never felt like we really, really were lacking anything. But when college came up, um, 
by the like by the time I would say I was like I think 16, I was already working, and I was saving up some money, thinking about where I was going to go, um, and I was like, well, you know, financial aid and all that, I could probably get a really good discount on going to that Bible college, um, maybe the community college in the area, and uh, at the time, my sister was here at NCU, um, so she's two years older than me, which if you believe it means that she was here two years before me. So, I mean, as soon as she got here, she was instantly like, this is where you need to come. And I was like, eh, it's six hours away. You know, it's like, I, not that I wouldn't like to be here. I mean, I am here now. I mean, <laughs> so, but uh, I was, you know, I was just like, well, it's, it, it's complicated, really far away from home. It, it's expensive. You know, when she told me how much base tuition was, I was like, no, I don't, we don't have that. Um, and my mom has always believed if, if it's something God wants us to do, then he's going to provide for us. So, I mean, to, she's here faithfully. She Come was on, here. Say that, say that one more time. What did if, mom if, say? If it's something that God wants us to do, he's going to provide for it. <laughs> so, I, I think I was like, I was open to changes, but I was mostly convinced I was going to be going to the two colleges in the area. But when it came to my senior year, we started filing out the FAFSA. Um, I figured, you know, why not? I'll apply to North Central see what financial aid stuff would happen from there. Um, and I also wanted to get uh, a degree in digital media. That was something I was passionate about. I figured I could um, major in pastoral studies, do a minor in digital media. I actually thought I'd do a minor at, or an associate's at the community college in our area, but it turns out they do not have a digital media um, associate's. The Lord's will. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at that, and I, I remember the day, and I was like, I think I'm going to have to go to NCU, Mom. And she was like, what? And I told her, and... Um, it wasn't, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was reluctant. I was almost like a clearing up because at this point I had heard about the esports program. Um, I, you know, I, NCU was always a kind of like a beacon, but it wasn't necessarily something I saw myself going toward. Um, one day my sister sent me a message. She's just a picture. I think it was like a screenshot of um, the press release about NCU opening up an esports program. And I, I was like, are you trying to lure me in? <laughs> And she said, she actually said, I think it was, she said, no, I think it's really dumb. <laughs> and That's I, tough. That's it. Yeah. She in the, I want to talk to Philip's sister after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, I, I don't know. I think it's cool. So I looked into it. I figured I'd apply. I heard that you could get scholarships. Um, and kind of from there, I saw the pieces fall in where I could afford to be at North Central. And um, if I applied for this and that, if I um, did my best to be on the esports team, then I could afford to be here. And um, I think it was, it's, there's definitely not like 100% financial security. Like it, there's obviously, I'm still going to have to work to be here, but um, I really do want to be here. And I'm really thankful that um, the esports program and all the other programs I'm a part of has, have afforded me the opportunity to, to come here to do school, to be in this amazing community. Um, and even through uh, maybe financial instability, not knowing where we were going to have money in the next month. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to be here. That's awesome. Come on, give it up for Philip. That's good. And we're glad, we're glad Philip's here with us. Now, I, I want to talk about something. When we talk about seeing kind of the results, right, the resiliency, because we want to see the results right at the end. And really, I think it kind of sometimes goes back to how we view goals, right? I think sometimes... The temptation is to create goals that are outcome-driven, right? I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the temptation is to create goals that are outcome-driven, right? But who here understands that sometimes you can't control the outcome? 
Who here understands that sometimes you cannot control the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. But there is something that you can control, and that's the process. And I think as we've been hearing from, from, from each of these individuals, there's so much about the process that goes into getting the results that you want. You know, and Sam talking about, hey, I, I, had the, you know, I, had, I had to make the decision to build the community around me. I had to make the decision to not sleep in bed for 12 hours. I had to make the decision to go to church, get involved. I had to make these decisions. There's certain aspects about it. When you, when you talk about goals, and, and this would be my challenge today for each of you, would be that when you're thinking about your goals, what are the processes that you have in place to get you to the outcome that is possible? Okay? Not the outcome that you want, but to whatever that outcome is. That you would say, hey, God, I trust you, and I trust you enough that I'm just going to focus on the process. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time. You know what? I'm going to do my best in that class by giving the time and study tables. I'm going to go and make sure I get my homework done. I'm going to give my best effort and let, the, let, let, let the, the, the grade be what it is because I did everything I could, right? I really think that that maybe is sometimes... One of the things that, that we get confused on is so we get so focused on outcomes that we forget it's about a process. And processes build on each other. And a perfect example of that is sitting right here. So Alice, North Central, and your time as a women's basketball player, right, never experienced playing in the NCAA tournament. As a matter of fact, we're a part of it. You were a part of the team, the very first team to ever just make the UMAC playoffs. Right? And your effort never waned that entire time, right? Goal was always, hey, we want to win the UMAC playoffs, right? What was it like to play for four years and never ever see that come to fruition? Yeah. Um, I think it was just more focused on like, I want to see my teammates be successful. It's not just about me. So, whatever I can do to make them better. Um, like if I go into the game, okay, rebounding, like we're, we're lacking in rebounding, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, whatever needs to be done in order for them to be successful, that was more of my focus instead of just like, oh, how many points did I score in a game today? Or, you know, just kind of selfish things. Um, so just whatever the, the team needed me to do in order to be successful, that's what I focused on. I didn't really focus on myself in that aspect. And then your first year, not on the basketball team, you get to sit in the stands and watch Lexi and her teammates win the UMAC championship yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs. And so there's this element of your process, though you didn't see the outcome that you wanted, it paved the way for Lexi to have the outcome she wanted. Your process help pave the way for Lexi. And Lexi, you maybe didn't get to participate to the way that you would have hoped, but you were still a part of a team that achieved this incredible outcome. And so even your, your place in that process, right, and, and, and what you were doing, it changed. Instead of like, I got to be to practice early on time, it was I got to put my time into rehab today or support my teammate. Maybe talk about even what that looks like to have to shift your focus on like my process now. I'm in a different situation. I have to recenter myself on what my new process is going to be. Yeah, um, I think 
That you definitely touch on what one of like the biggest challenges has been for me going through this whole thing is that kind of accepting that I'll never kind of get to live what could have been and learning to move on from that. Um, I know my senior year, like we were one game away from um, going to the state championship, being able to experience that with my younger sister who was playing um, and just moving on from what could have been and that I can't really change that, um, but that there was a bigger lesson behind that. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up and know like God never promised that we wouldn't face challenges or face adversity in our life. He never promised that life would be easy. Um, and just kind of learning that even though like when we're faced with something that we're really struggling with, whatever it may be, that there's a bigger lesson or that God's trying to um, help us grow through that. Um, and that your perspective on what could come out of that situation might be different than what God has planned for you. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's just been a big challenge for me is like last year I was like, you know, my junior, senior year, I just kind of had to learn that, okay, I need to, I'm supposed to be on the sidelines. Like there's something I need to learn from this different angle. I'm so used to being in the game. I'm so used to seeing the game from that perspective. And for a whole year, I had to sit somewhere that I didn't spend a lot of time sitting in in high school and just kind of learn from a different different perspective. Um, and I accepted that, you know, I was like, okay, I can be a leader in different ways. I can be a good captain, be a good teammate. Um, and then when I got here, I was like, okay, you know, I wrapped, I already did that. Like, I'm ready for my turn now. And, you know, that didn't happen. And I spent another year from the sidelines learning what it was like to be a good teammate and still be a leader um, in just a different aspect. So it's not always what we envision, but what's helped me um, kind of get through this is having a sense of peace that you're meant to be where, wherever you are and that there's a reason for that and that, you know, God's still by our side and he, know, he sees what we're going through and he puts us there um, for a purpose. So um, it can be easy, I think, to blame God and to, it's easy to put blame on him and say why and ask all these questions. Um, but what really like represents resilience, in my opinion, is just kind of how your mindset um, is changed by that and how you try and approach it from a different perspective and see that in a different light. So. Isn't that crazy to think about the fact that you can thrive wherever you're at? Come on. Think about that for a second. It might not look how you envisioned it, your process might have even had to change because of the role, because of whatever's going on, things outside of your control. We all understand that things happen to us outside of our control, and, 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 it, and it can adjust life in a big, major way for us sometimes. Are you willing to say, God, I am going to do everything to thrive right now, right here where I'm at? Come on now. That's a question. I think that's, that's a question that, that we all need to wrestle with. I think that if there's a takeaway, really, like, we need to wrestle with the idea that where God has placed me, right, in that moment might not be what I envisioned, but I still have a responsibility to glorify and honor him in that moment. 
I'll say it again. Come on, you know I'm an AD. I get hyped. I need. Where, where's this crew? You guys are screaming for Philip earlier. You dead. Where God's placed me, it might not be exactly where I envisioned in that moment, but I still have a responsibility to glorify and honor God with what I do. Right there. Sam, second year now, you're, you're GA for us at North Central. You, you've graduated, right? So, so you were sitting in these seats not too long ago as an undergraduate student, okay? You look back on that, and, and I know uh, that there were moments that were difficult for you at North Central. You've already touched on the... the the need for community to help support one another. Really, if you could encourage individuals in this room and those of us on the stage, how is it that we go about developing that community that you're talking about? How is it that we, we get to take that step then so that we can continue to be pushed and push others to be the very best and to thrive in our current situations? Yeah, um, so I think the way that I went about it, because I was, I was going through a ton of stuff through my freshman, sophomore year, and I was trying to, it's a pride thing, trying to figure out how to do it by myself, because uh, I was like, I can figure out, don't need to talk to anybody, and then something clicked in my junior year, I was like, there's more to it than just me figuring it out by myself. So I think my first step I took was going to, I don't know if he's here, but Doug Graham, Dr. Doug Graham. Uh, who's amazing, by the way. Y'all need to talk to him for sure. I don't know if he remembers it, but I went into his office, and I just laid it all out, um, going through things with my brother, etc. cetera. Um, that was tough, and then he walked me through it. And something from that meeting, being able to lay it out, and the Lord taking control of my heart, control of my life, that was big. Um, so then the community piece that comes like with your floor. Guys, I mean, girls and guys, I mean, the, your floor your sweet mates, your roommates, I mean, these are going to be friends for life. And you, just, you need to take time with each other. I mean, with all, like, the events that you have, I don't know, the groups on the floor, I don't know if we still do the life group things that, they, that we used to do. They do? Cool. Um, going to those. Those, I mean, that's, that's super fun. Connecting with a group like that on your floor is just super fun. Um, and then off campus, it was important to me. Um, I went to River Valley Church in the uh, city campus. Um, down at Maple Grove, super fun. Um, but being able to even just being an usher or something, um, being part of a team, nothing big, but it's just like it's, it built me up through all my stuff that I was going through. So I would encourage everybody to do something off campus and also find time with your floor sister floor, brother floor, and do something together. That's what I would say. And I'll never forget, and I don't know if you remember this, Sam, but I'll never forget the time I got a text message from Sam Peterson, a random, like, 7.30 at night. He's like, hey, Coach Mike, you want to come to my Bible study tonight? And I just remember being like, huh? Like, 7.30? Like, what, what time are you having a Bible study that you text me at 7.30? And you had organized a Bible study right, for you and, and basically anybody that would show up, I think we did it at like 8 o'clock or 9, 9 o'clock at night that night, right, it was super last minute, yep. but just even in that, like it was crazy, right, we like, 
I remember showing up and feeling encouraged that somebody had taken the time, even as a coach, that someone had taken the time to say, like, let's do this. Let's grow together. Let's spend time together or whatever. And, and, I, and I watched Sam. So when he talks about leading and, and valuing community, I watched him. I watched something flip in his life as a junior where all of a sudden you were the one taking the lead. Really, right? And, and, and I've seen that as well even with you, Alice. And, and maybe you could speak a little bit. I know we're, we're running short on time, but maybe if you could take a quick 60 seconds and talk about how the shift went from being me-focused to being we-focused and, and what you did to, to help yourself thrive. Yeah, um, just to go a little bit deeper really quick. Um, I think kind of going off of the community aspect that Sam was saying, like knowing in that community that it's okay not to be okay. Um, just mentally... Say, say that again. Oh, it's okay not to be okay and not being embarrassed by it either um, because we all go through struggles. We all go through... Um, different things that we have going on in our life, whether that's on or off the court, on or off the field, um, whatever sport that we're in, it's okay to be vulnerable and to find those people that you do feel comfortable with sharing that vulnerability. I think that's kind of the most important thing um, whenever it comes to community and stuff that kind of helped me shift my mindset because I kind of, I would kind of bottle it up, like be, okay, I don't want to burden anybody. I don't want to like, you know, kind of put something else um, on somebody else, um, but knowing that that's not what you're doing, that it's, you're just showing your emotion, that's okay. So that was kind of the switch for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Could you give it up for our great panelists today? I think they did a phenomenal job. I'm, I'm going to thank you guys, and you guys, if you guys want to go. I'm going to invite Pastor Josh up here real quick. And, and here's going to be the, the challenge for that. I'm going to ask Pastor Josh to pray for us as, as we go out here. But, but I really love how you, how you finished that, Alice. And and, and um, Pastor, if you could just pray for us today, for this room, that, that we would be a group of people that's willing to, to live in that space where we go like, hey, we're, we're okay diving in with life with one another, that we understand no one's going to be perfect, but that we can still thrive in the current moment, the current situation, man. And, and, and when Sam talks about, about you know, Pastor, Pastor Doug, like, think about it. Those in this room, you're sitting here, you go, you know, you need a moment with someone. You have an incredible campus full of staff and faculty and people like Pastor Josh and Jeremy. And, and you just start going around. You have so many people that you could go and, and have that sit-down moment with as well. So just to, to throw that out there. But if you can. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you, A.D. Knight. Let's give it up for them again. Yeah. Um, so before I pray, I want to say a few things. First of all, thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful panel. Um, such amazing gems and wisdom that they threw out at us. Uh, hopefully we caught it. Um, I do believe that God speaks in many different ways and many different forms. And it's clear that he was speaking to us through this panel. So I'm just so grateful for that. Hey, this week, uh, man, I hate to be like a guy who's a cheerleader, but I do want to encourage you to be here this week. Uh, we have a, a big week, uh, as President Hager would say, a big, big week. Uh, but seriously, we do. Uh, we have a guest coming in tomorrow. His name is Dave Gibbons. Uh, he's a phenomenal speaker, but most importantly, he's a prophetic guy. He does a lot of work with, uh, speaking of athletes, with athletes, entrepreneurs. Uh, he works a lot with Pixar as well. He's a consultant for them. 
uh, I think you want to be here. And I would also encourage you to invite friends. Like, invite, invite, invite tomorrow. Tell them to be here. You can check them out on Instagram. Dave Gibbons, just check them out. See what he's about. Amazing dude. Coming in for cheap as well, so we're excited about that. Uh, Wednesday is render as well. <laughs> Wednesday is render as well, so be here. Uh, Thursday, we have uh, Jeff Grinnell preaching. Uh, we're so excited about that. And then Friday, we have our Next Gen Innovation Summit with John Rush from Elevation Church here. Hey, beyond all that, if you know me, uh, you know I believe that God speaks again in many different ways. We have amazing musical worship here. Prophetic words are given to us. And so you just never know. Like, here's my deal. You just never know when God is going to speak. So don't just come inviting people, but come expecting God to move and come expecting God to speak to you. And here's what I guarantee. I'll get you a Bible verse later on if you ask me for it. But here's what I'll guarantee that if you come and expect God to move, he'll meet you. I quote uh, A.W. Tozer all the time, and he says, God waits to be wanted. If you want God God will respond. Draw near to him. And James said he'll draw near to you. And so let's raise our expectation. Let's raise our faith. I know we have to go. So let's raise up on our feet. All right. Let's stand up. And uh, Mike uh, A.D. Knipe asked me uh, to pray for community. I'll do that. I also want to give a shout out to Life Corps. We do have a Life Corps uh, in our residence halls, and we will be launching a more intentional discipleship framework soon for every student. So just be looking out for that. It is coming, okay, from the spiritual life side. It's so good to see you all. Hey, come back tomorrow. Invite those folks who are sleeping right now and tell them to be here, all right? You got me on that? All right, let's pray. Lift up your hands, would you? Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have in this moment to be with you. Thank you so much for the panel discussion. Thank you for the gems and the wisdom. I just think about the fact that one thing that they said is that outcomes, they don't really belong to us. And so we can breathe easy because it's really on you, God. And so we ask today that you would help us to put in the work. That doesn't give us the opportunity to say we don't do anything, but help us to put in the work, but help us to do it knowing that God ultimately outcomes are up to you. And here's what I pray, Lord, over them, even now. I pray that they would walk in community. I pray that they would love one another well. I pray that when they're together, Lord, that they would encourage one another like never before. But here's what I pray for all of us as well, that as we go in this moment, whether we eat or drink or in class or in chapel, on the, on the field, on the court, in worship, preaching, whatever we're doing, Lord, I pray in your name that we would do all things to glorify you. So may we leave this place, but never from your presence, seeking to glorify you in everything we do, everything we say and how we live in Jesus' name. Amen. See you tomorrow. Hallelujah.